Welcome I'm back. I'm Sam. Oh, thanks. <laughs> and I'm Mandy. Sorry. <laughs> uh, and you're listening to Ice Cream Sunday, although we're recording this on a Monday. Uh, the podcast where we talk about whatever the hell we want yeah. under the guise of horror movies. <laughs> and any day we want. <laughs> yeah, and any day we want. There are no actual rules. Uh, no. Like last night, I just like made a cake mix for no reason. Because we're adults and we can do that shit. Like I just I just looked at my boyfriend and I said, hey, do you want cake? And he's like, yes. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you know what we also have is uh, Halloween colored sprinkles. And he's like, this is the best. And we just fucking made a cake. Uh, and you can just do that. And do there that. are no rules There's in, no in rules. life, especially when you're an adult. Um, but yeah, so the, <laughs> this week we're going to talk about behind the mask mm. wait i forgot the whole the whole title of the, the movie. oh cool i have the wikipedia thingy up because it helps me jog my brain because sometimes i'm bad about taking notes behind the mask the rise of leslie vernon the rise of leslie vernon so i what i expected from this movie was nothing like what this movie actually was Ooh. so that was kind of fun because um I, I don't know. I don't know what I expected. I think I expected it to just be like an like an interview series with uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like and it was just like a lot of talking heads and maybe like recounting something, but not actually like a lot of things, like a lot of action happening. Yeah. So that was interesting because it just it kind of played out in a different way than I expected. And I really liked the way that it played. out. I, I liked it more than I thought I was going to like it. So if that's what you always say about my picks and that makes me think you think I have a bad picker. No, I don't think you have a bad picker. I think <laughs> I looked at I looked at. OK, so here's no, I don't think you have a bad picker. I just. OK, when you look at a movie that made like. $69,000. Yes, that's true. You go and it's 92 minutes long. Not that that's always, you know, indicative of how good a movie is, but it's like pretty short. It didn't make a ton of money. Now it did get go to South by, which I didn't notice until like after I watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, that probably would have sold me on it more. Like, it, you know, if it's a small movie, but it hit a festival, then I'm usually more into it. Yeah. Um, but I was just like, I don't, I, it's, I didn't expect it to be bad. You said you really liked it, but I just expected the format to be different. And I was oh, like, yeah, I was like, oh, I'm not really sure, you know, if I'm feeling like this kind of format. And then when I started watching it, I was like, oh, wait, this is like really fun. Like, this is a different, I, they presented it in a way that was different than I thought they would. Mm-hmm. And I liked it because, I mean, even though, so we paired it you know, with what we do in the shadows, which makes sense because they're both like mockumentaries. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this, I mean, in what we do in the shadows, there was some crew involvement, but not much. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you see the stakes get higher at the end of, you know, when they're at the party and stuff, and then you, you see more of the crew. Yeah. But here you're not, they're like involved the entire time. Yeah. So, so that was, that was kind of interesting. And then, I mean, I think we could have easily also paired this with uh, the cabin in the woods. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. I feel because like there are a lot of similar beats. Yeah, for sure. Like in the way that they describe how everything happens, it's like, instead of um, 
two guys in a control room explaining how the story is going to go. We've got the murderer explaining, you know, mm-hmm. how the story is going to go. So that was so that was interesting. So and I just kind of like I, I will say like the first five to ten minutes, I was like, what am I watching? Because <laughs> I was just like, but I was like, OK, so they're they're talking about, you know, uh, so Taylor's the like host or the, you know, reporter, the mm-hmm. uh, whatever you want to say, like the the documentary newscaster who doesn't want to sound too Diane Sawyer because apparently this isn't drop dead gorgeous. And she <laughs> anyway, um, she she has great sweaters and mm-hmm. oh, she man. I really love her sweaters. And this way I was like, I want that sweater. And that's what that looks cozy. I would like that sweater. You know, she um has, I think, a rich history of picking good sweaters because do you know who that girl is? I mean, I looked her up, mm-hmm. but I don't. Now I'm like looking her up again because I was like, okay, where do I know every? Well, I mean, like obviously there's some people yeah. that you know better than others because they've been in a lot of um, yeah horror movies and TV shows and whatnot. She's um, um, she's from my favorite Christmas movie of all time, Home Alone. Yeah, she's the she's the les incompetente sister. <laughs> I need to look at so I remember I I remember that she was in Home like I oh okay 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 yeah 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 oh my god I forgot what she was wearing and stuff it's been it's been a while since but I she had like this I believe she has like this great like cable knit white sweater with like a cowl neckline when she says the line so the only okay so that could be. The only thing I see her in right now is it's all pink. So she's got like a pink uh, turtleneck and mm-hmm. like then a pink uh, cardigan over it. And I think that's the scene. And then it looks like she's got a little necklace with like mini string lights on it. Okay. I might be misremembering, but I don't so know now why. I'm like, why do I remember that sweater so vividly? So I'm like home alone sweaters. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, home alone sweaters. Let's see. Oh, now I'm just getting, uh, sweaters with like, you know, Merry Christmas, you filthy animal on it. That's not what I'm looking for. Okay. This was like earlier today when I was, I was trying to look up, um, I was trying to look up shop class. Um, wait, was it? (laughs) I was talking about my shop class experience in middle school and I was like, oh, I made this, uh, picture frame in middle school in shop class out of plastic. And I was like, I can't remember. We used something to like bend it, like to melt, like not melt, but like heat it enough to bend the plastic. And so I was like looking up shop class picture frame instructions. And then it was just like, then it was just like buy picture frames for your school photos. And I was like, that's not. And then they were like, how to make a wooden picture frame. And I was like, no. <laughs> and I and that's how I feel right now. Um, <laughs> I feel <the laughs> Sorry. Same yeah, I got us off on tangents. No, that's okay. So she was also in Spanglish, Jerry Maguire. She's been in a few things. And here's the exciting thing that she was in that I was trying to figure out how to catch, like if they had an on-demand version. Because she did, she did a live she did a live recording of long day's journey into night for TV in oh. 2017. Um, and the mom 
like I don't know if you know that play. Like I fucking I've love heard that play. Of it. It's like one of those plays that like when I uh when I read it, I got like it was like yellow reading the yellow wallpaper. I got like shivers. Um all up and down. Um, and the the mom is like a very like haunting role, and she's played by Jane Kazmarek. And I was like, oh my god, I want to watch this. Uh, but uh, alas, I couldn't figure it out uh, while I was like watching the movie and trying to pay attention to it. But I was like, oh, I gotta remember that. I gotta look that up. Um, so yeah, she's done quite a few things. Um, now I want to know if there are other things where she's worn good sweaters. I don't know. Um, She was apparently in 24 for a while. Oh, man. I never watched that show. I watched – actually, she was in the season that I watched because I didn't watch a lot of seasons, but I watched season four, and she was in day four. So, all right. Well, I'm going to have to pay closer attention to her because I actually – I yeah, I really liked her too. Um, I thought her character was great, and I loved the sweaters. But, yeah, so she (laughs) – um, so she's, you know, introducing everybody to the house while we're still in the first few minutes. Uh, yeah. she's introducing everyone <laughs> to the house. And this was kind of cool too, because in this reality that they're filming in, like Jason, Freddie and Michael Myers are all mm-hmm. real. Yes. Um, and you get that great cameo by Kane Hodder in the beginning too, when they're going over that. Um, when um, they're I believe they're in Haddonfield, and there's that male neighbor who's like grumpily oh, yeah. like, walks into his house and slams the door. Yes, that's our Jason. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, so like I liked that that they're like they're. Do you remember that show that they like tried to make happen and it's just like so did not happen like a couple years ago where it was like, I live in a town where superheroes are real and so are villains. And I'm just like a normal person who works in an office and all this weird shit keeps happening to my building and I have to change offices every day. I don't remember what the hell that show was oh, called. Oh, it was like. It just wasn't good. <laughs> super normal or something. It was some play on superheroes, but like. It was, like, for, like, normal-ass people in a superhero, like, world. And it wasn't, like, interesting. I think, um, uh, what, now I'm trying to remember. There's, like, a movie that's kind of like that, that was supposed to come out, and I don't think it did. Hmm. Um, but it was, like, I want to say it was, like, a Ryan Reynolds movie, too. Is that um, the one where he's the non-playable character? Yeah, 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 game? yeah. Hmm. Free guy. Okay. Free guy. So, like, that kind of reminds me of that too. Anyway, so, and I don't, I haven't watched that, and I, it didn't come out yet, did it, or did it? No, I don't know. Okay. Um. So, oh, and yeah, that looks that looks pretty good to me. Um, and I would hope it's good, but anyway, um, so yeah, he's like an NPC inside of a video game. And I think that that's like a neat concept, but my point is a lot of the times I feel like that's done wrong, but I really liked the way that it was set up here where it's like, yeah, we're all in, we're all in this town together and there's all, we're victim to all these things, but we're going to get to take a, like a peek behind the curtain because, and here's another thing. It's like, but but for some reason, we're not arresting these people. No. We're, <laughs> we're going to interview one instead. 
And um, and now we're in Glen Echo and shit's going to hit the fan because it's been, what, 20 years, I think, they, right? 20 yeah. years? Yeah, yeah. And I think he wasn't being, like, actively ar- arrested because he wasn't an active killer yet. But still, I'd like, wouldn't you just notify someone to be like, this This could be a sitch. Well, yeah. And- I mean, he's he's telling you everything that he's doing. So that's at least conspiracy to commit yeah. murder. And if we've learned anything from Minority Report, um, well then maybe we shouldn't intervene. Never mind. That fell apart quickly when I started thinking about the plot of Minority Report. Um, okay. Were you about to like, were you about to, um, the precogs are really know what's going on. on. Were you, what was I going to say? Um, be pro thought crimes or something right there. No, but I was like, if they, they would arrest them like right before the moment they would kill. Oh, see, I haven't seen Minority Report. Oh, okay, okay. This is not a spoiler because this happens right at the beginning. It's the entire premise of the movie. But um, first of all, Minority Report is really great because there's a lot of stuff that the movie predicted that actually now happens, which Mm -hmm. is great. Like, uh, um, you know, like touch screens and stuff like that and like being able to like manipulate a screen by just like waving your hand over it. You know, (laughs) like you're like, oh, my God, that technology exists. And there's a lot of stuff that we're close to close to existing like retina scans where um, you walk past a billboard and it'll target it specifically to you. Hey, Ben, uh, I heard you needed more, you know, face cream. Well, guess what? We got it in stock. Go down to aisle, whatever, you know, like it's all that shit. Um, So I feel like that is actually like right around the corner. Um, But, but the whole premise behind the movie is they're preventing a lot more crime than they ever were able to before because they have the ability, uh, they have these uh, things called precogs that can see the future and they can see when someone is about to commit a murder. Um, So you can arrest someone before they commit the murder. But the whole argument in the movie is, is that predetermined? Even if they can see the future, does does that mean you can't change your future if you know that that's going to happen? Oh. Yeah. Could things turn Pretty out differently? Smart, Michael Mann. It's uh I really I really like the movie even though like I like totally hate Tom Cruise. Um Same. I really enjoy that movie and I can't I can't say that I don't cuz I've watched it so many times. Um but I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> if we can't we can't, but he's like fully intent. Like he's like, I'm going to kill these people in here's house. So I just think there's plenty of evidence is my point yeah. that he was like going to kill them. He just wasn't just being fun. Um, but so here's, here's the fun thing. You know, you get to Leslie Vernon's house and, and you know, he doesn't answer. And then someone, someone scares them. And then you find out that he's Leslie Vernon and he's like a hottie. And that was yeah. fun to find out. I was like, Oh, this is that was this is gonna I, be a fun I watched movie. it with two of my friends and one hadn't seen it. And I think that really swerved her. Oh <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. He, it, it swerved me the first time. I'm like, cause this is it's a very handsome, smart, charming man. Right. I mean, it's very like, you know, like Ted Bundy of them mm-hmm. to do that. So that was fun. Um, so I was like, oh, this is cool. Uh here's something that you should all know about. Uh, Nathan, I'm assuming his last name is pronounced Basil, but I'm uh-huh. not sure. It's like B A E S E L. 
Um, he like does a lot of production work. Um, he, most of his credits involve being a post-production coordinator on like tons of different reality TV shows, <laughs> including Deadliest Catch, Deadliest Catch Bloodline, whatever that is, uh, Deadliest Catch Tortured to Greatness, don't know, uh, Jay Leno's Garage, Storage Wars, Appalachian Outlaws. Oh, God. Brandy and Jared, Married to the Job, uh, Married to Medicine. Oh, wait, I didn't know that. Oh, that's exciting for Sammy. Because um, I love that show. Uh, buried Treasure, store, Another Storage Wars, The Great Christmas Light Fight. Okay, I think you guys get the picture. Um, yeah. But here's one of the best ones. A Thousand Ways to Die. Um, oh, I love that show. So, yeah, so he did that in 2012. He's he's done a ton of production work. And even while doing all that production work, um, he still acts. So he's done some stuff here and there. Like, like especially in recent years, he, he did, like, a couple shorts. There's a couple movies that are in uh, – one's in pre-production. Another one just got announced. So that's kind of cool that he's still – Staying busy with that stuff. Oh my god! And guess what? One of them is a follow up to the film Behind the Mask. Oh, yep. So that's fun. Has that come um, out yet? No, no, no. It it was just announced. Oh, oh, yeah. It's called B Four T M. Oh, so probably before the mask. Oh, if I'm smart. <laughs> that's exciting. I know they've been talking about it for years, and I kind of lost hope, but. Well, now, okay, well, now that you say that, who knows? It could be, like, one of those things, like, uh, um, oh, God, now I'm like, I got to look at David Fincher's profile. Because um, uh, for, like, years and years, and if it's still on there, I'm going to, like, throw something at my computer. Um, but for a really long time, David Fincher's, um, okay, it doesn't say that anymore, which is good, but also sad. Um, his uh, credits on IMDb would say that he was – on to okay wait now i'm looking at producer and director maybe it's under writer no okay um he was like set to and i think it was direct um for the an adaptation of my favorite comic book um black hole and I was like, oh, my God, no one would be able to do this. I was just like, I was convinced, like, no one could do it better than him. I desperately wanted him to direct it. I thought that that was absolutely perfect. And it is off now. But it was on his it was on his IMDb for like five years. Oh, man. And I was like, stop teasing me. I know it's not going to happen. I know you're not doing anything with it. And I was like, so sad. Um but he did just complete uh, directing. Um, apparently, someone tried to develop Citizen Kane, but like now, mm. and he like it's called Mank. Follows screenwriter Herman J. Mankiewicz says Mankiewicz's tumultuous development of Orson Welles' iconic masterpiece Citizen Kane. I'm very curious about seeing what that is all about. Mm. And that just wrapped, it sounds like. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> welcome to the weird ride of the way that my brain works. Um, but yeah, so I was like, I was like, whoa, this guy's a hottie. This is fun. And then <laughs> you go inside his house and he's like, these are my turtles. And um, just like the day before, 
I had seen for the first time a turtle skeleton, like, um, it's really disturbing. If you just like Google like turtle skeleton, you realize that they're like all hollow. I mean, there's guts in there, but if you just look at the skeleton itself, it's like, it's just like way more skeleton than you expect because the, their shell is part of their skeleton. Yeah. It's like very horrific to me. I don't know oh, why. God. It's like, I like thought about it a lot. So anyway, so he's like holding this turtle and I'm like, turtles are terrifying. <laughs> very not into them. Um, and he's just like, oh, I'm so bad to these guys. Like I just, I like go away for long times and I don't feed them and they just never die. You know, and he's like plants and turtles, you know, I only keep things I can eat. Uh, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> And then you're like, oh, right. Okay. So he's a killer. So that's yeah. the first okay. red flag. Not, not as cute. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, a lot of the movie is just like, I mean, it's like the movie's kind of half and half, right? Like, yeah. like one thing is happening for half of it and then something else is happening for the other half. So the first half is like, here's how I do this. Here's how I pick someone to follow. And here's, you know, and, and it goes, it goes through that whole cabin in the woods thing where it's like, there, there's a survivor, right? Like there can be a survivor, like everyone could die mm-hmm. or you could have one person left and that's the survivor girl and she's a virgin. Same type of roles that yeah. existed in the cabin in the woods. Um, and so He's like takes them. This was kind of random too. He like takes them to a, a campus, and is like, "So this is what I would do." And he's like, "No, I mean I've already picked them. I just wanted like <laughs> to illustrate it in another way." Oh my god! If I hadn't picked them already, I would be way behind the schedule. <laughs> so don't worry, it's not any of these people. It's like, oh okay, um, but yeah. So he talks about you know like the history with the house that's not really like his house it's like this ancestral house not really but it's overgrown and weird looking and that's like where the whole legend can kind of play out yeah um he's got that labyrinthine apple orchard shed like lots of places for people to hide and you know basically his whole strategy is like distract people here while I kill people here yeah and then they'll be chill until they get to this room and then they see dead people and then they're like oh my god and then their instinct will be to go up here and there'll be more dead people oh my god and they'll get stuck going here and only one person can enter this area and you know he's got it all he's got it all figured out yeah um, you almost have to admire him for being so type a about that like he he's got this like meticulously planned yeah for sure so he's you know he's got it all planned out he also trains a lot to get into fighting shape to Mm -hmm. you know attack these people and he also you know is standing on the shoulders of giants and we get to meet one of like the old timers like while he's kind of laying this all out we pay a visit to um oh my gosh i forgot his name in the is uh it's like starts with a w doesn't it um walter isn't it walter no not my dog never 
Was uh, it? <laughs> it was. Um, do, 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 do. Where is. Wait, what? I'm not seeing him on here. Eugene. Yes. Walter, how dare you? You said what? I'm like, that's the only old man word. I thought it was a I thought it was a W. <laughs> you, you, you went right away to saying it was your dog. It wasn't my dog. He might be an old man, but he didn't do it. So yeah, so Eugene. Uh we meet Eugene who, who's like a great character. Um and uh he he's like retired but still trying to like keep his wits about him for whatever reason. Yeah. They don't really get into why. It's just like I don't know, to feel alive maybe. <laughs> and I think was it implied that his wife was his, one of his survivor girls? I mean yeah, I took it that way. Well, and because of like this quote. So so anyway, so he's in. The, so they talk about kind of the whole they I, I think the reason they use him two reasons that they use him. One was like, yeah, to make that connection with the survivor girl, but also to show, OK, well, why is it that at the end of the movie, we always think they're dead and then they come back to life? You know, he's like, well, yeah, that's like sensory deprivation chambers you're like training yourself to be like basically dead and you know you do all that like that's what he's doing and <laughs> it's like oh okay cool um but yeah there was this quote where so they were asking for advice like after they hung out with them for for dinner and kind of shooting the shit about like oh wow okay so you've got it all planned oh that sounds great like we're so happy for you weirdness um uh, his wife, Jamie, said, like, I'll tell you, never hang out with a virgin. You got a virgin in your crew, either get someone in her pants or get the hell away from her. <laughs> and then Eugene was like, aside from that, the simple answer is run like a motherfucker and don't stop till the sun comes. <laughs> but, yeah, it's like it's like she's so knowing that I I interpreted it. I don't know. Is there anything on the wiki about that? I think they said some I thought that there was like some throwaway line about like sh- him chasing and then she chased him back okay okay yeah and that's how i got that yeah it's like that sounds right okay for sure um and then here here was the weird thing um okay so we find out too like we've got this origin story right like the the leslie Vers- vernon thing was like he's avenging you know, he's like avenging his death and stuff. And they're like, and what it was like, he got, he was like part of a cult or something. Right. And then he killed his family and then he got killed, but he actually survived. And then it's been 20 years and he's, you know, he's coming back to like plot his revenge. That was the, that was like the story that he told. Yes. That was his story. Yeah. Yeah. So we're like introduced to the motive, like who he's going to pick, how he's going to do it motives of other killers and you know some of the things that they do to get in shape and then um and then not long after that they're like still planning they're following this survivor girl they did a couple things like made sure that she got a little shook up at the diner where she was working then they ended up eating at the diner while they were talking and then that's when they meet Doc Halloran. Yes. Who um, they describe as an Ahab. Um, 
And then, and he's like, he's like, Hey, do you know, do you know what you're dealing with here? Oh, wait. And wait, hold on. Did the library thing happen before this? I didn't mean to jump the gun. No. Um, wait, I think the library did happen and then he approached them and that's when, um, he did the big reveal. Yeah. So, so they find out, okay, yeah, that's what it was. So he sets up a couple things to to disturb the survivor girl. So one was the diner thing. And then the second, the stakes are higher. Like you start to actually feel danger. She realizes that there is like a mortal threat out there. Um, because she goes to the library to find out more about whatever and um, like what's going on or you know, that that part felt a little clumsy to me, but I get it. Yeah. Um, but there was like an article printed out that she just looked at and they're like, it's that easy. And he's like, yeah, it works every time. I don't know. It's really simple. Uh, and they like photoshopped her face onto like an older person's face and like altered it a little. Yeah. So that it looked like it could be someone she's related to. And it was like a story about her great uncle. Mm-hmm. And um, and. And, like, that was basically, like, their red herring. Like, okay, who could she blame this on um, so that it's not me? You know, like, think of – I mean, that's, like, uh, Scream or, you know, like, blame someone in the family or blame blame some some – the way that you're feeling or the the fault of this on, like, a family member. Um, So – that was one thing they were also talking about, like, could it be a janitor? Could it be, you know, somebody who's like kind of hanging around that she sees on a regular basis could be like vaguely threatening. Um, so that's how they started to make that connection. And, you know, the librarians like introducing the story to her when it's like not even real. And, and then as she's like, you know, doing some exposition, that's when she gets attacked by Leslie. Yes. And, and that's when we first see Doc Halloran and he's, and he's like, yeah, it's very, it's like totally a Halloween type of a deal. Yeah. He's very, a very Dr. Loomis. hundred percent. Yeah. Like that is like the closest approximation for sure. And so he's like unabashedly just like firing at him and, and he got shot. (laughs) Yeah. But he was like, oh, my God, that was so exciting. Did you see that? Oh, my God, did you see that guy? Holy shit, that was crazy. And they were also, like, very casual about the fact that he did his first kill in the library. Because I think, did Zelda Rubenstein faint or did she die? I mean, she died. Yeah. He, like, got, got her. Like, yeah. Yeah. That There was, like, stabbing involved. Okay. Um, as, as far as I remember, I thought it was like a, with a fork like thing. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it was like, I think, I, I think the reason they didn't think about it too much was like, it was the first time in like an adrenaline rush. Yeah. And it happened very fast. Yeah. And then it was like, oh my, and then there was like this guy and he's like pumping him up and he's like, we have an Ahab. And she's like, what the hell is an Ahab? And he's like, you know, this is another this is another character that could be introduced into the story who might survive, might not could kill him, you know, 
but is kind of meant to like assist the other characters. Yeah. So, so we know that, that he, it is possible that, you know, he'll show up more and then that's where I jumped the gun. He shows up, (laughs) he shows up at the diner and, um, does Leslie get up to leave or no, he talks about it right in front of him. Doesn't he? In front of doesn't so like Doc Halloran comes up and he's like talking to the crew and he's like, hey, just so you know, like this is not who you think it is. Yeah. This this is not Leslie Vernon. This is Leslie Mancuso and I and he's from Reno, Nevada. And he's yeah. mentally unstable and you don't know who you're dealing with. Yeah, Leslie wasn't there for that conversation. Okay. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Um and then they weren't even supposed to go into the diner. They were under instructions from Leslie not to approach the final girl at all. Right, right. But they weren't like they were eating. They were kind of minding their business, and then he came over. And yeah, was like, hey. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then Leslie gets mad about Taylor finding out, you know, about his origins. Yeah. Um. And then they they were considering not filming. Uh-huh. Um, but then they decide to go through with it anyway, which is kind of – I would probably have also bailed. <laughs> bailed and, like, called the authorities because he killed a woman. Yeah. Already. Mm-hmm. Now they're accessories. Yeah, exactly. The whole thing is just so weird. And um, being someone – not to – and I won't give anything away – about this uh but i've been watching how to get away with murder and like this is like the train is already in motion yeah one thing happens and then all this other stuff could happen and you're already guilty Mm -hmm. so unless laws don't work the same way in this alternate universe where like freddie and jason and michael exist i mean that's possible Mm mm-hmm Maybe they're just like, it's too much paperwork because it happens too often. Yeah. And how can we trace it back to this person who doesn't seem to die? It's confusing. Filmmakers of Behind the Mask, how do laws work in this universe? Tell us how laws work. Well, maybe that's something we'll find out if they ever do the follow-up. We'll see. Um, But yeah, I would be curious to know that because, you know, and it's like, I'm, I'm sure it's like one of those. I mean, that happened in the newer Halloween and then like in Silence of the Lambs and stuff. It's like, well, jail is not even going to help you. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll break out of jail. That's not an issue. Yeah. So, what the fuck, you know. Uh, <laughs> so maybe they're just like, eh, it's not really worth it. They're going to get out. They're going to become alive again. Mm-hmm. So we might as well just let them roam free where we can keep an eye on them and interview them for documentary series. And just over-penalize uh, marijuana sellers. Yeah. But, but the serial killers, let's just let them go free for for the yeah. lulls. <sighs> that, that thing's just got sad. I'm um, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> we need a more – well, I mean, well, maybe. You know what? Okay, let's think about this in a more positive light. What if in this universe uh, the prison system is more uh, rehabilitative, like oh. Norway? And uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, people like a lot of prisoners like live in actual like little homes and stuff. That's and they're allowed they're allowed knives. It's a nice silver lining. Yeah. Let's just pretend it's like out of that Michael Moore documentary I liked 
Um, <laughs> I know he can be hyperbolic, but that was like a really good documentary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they go through with it. They're like, all right, we're going to film this after all. And things start in motion. And I mean, I would say like the story itself isn't all that interesting, you know, because it is just very, it is what it is, right? Like he's going to start picking them off one by one. You've got like stoners, you got jocks, you got whatever, you know. Yeah. And the, it, the, they're very broad. It's all happening as planned. You don't become emotionally attached to any of these people, including the survivor girl. Yeah. And I took that as a sign fairly early in the movie that she wasn't the actual focus. Ooh. Well, I mean, I yeah, I it like, doesn't take it doesn't take rocket appliances to <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I mean, I feel like it's not about uh, not about the survivor girl because we don't we don't like form a bond with her. We see her a couple times and he doesn't even seem that invested in her. And you could tell that there was like chemistry between him and Taylor. Yes. So, so much chemistry. I was so conflicted. And I, I feel know. like and that carried on for like rewatches. I'm like, man, I know what happens. And I'm really uncomfortable with how good their chemistry is. Felt like a real will they, won't they? Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, so I was like, okay, my thought was, okay, so that's actually who he's focused on. But I wasn't sure if he was going to, I wasn't sure until later if he was going to play out the whole thing with her. Yeah. Um, But I knew that he was focused on her and I knew that it was, it was bigger than they were letting on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't sure if it was going to be like, you're going to be my survivor girl or like, um, join me. You know, like it was yeah. hard for me to tell. Um, and the question was, yeah, is she a virgin? With those sweaters, maybe. Maybe. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's like we start to see people getting picked off and then they start to get conflicted. Like, this just doesn't feel right. We don't think that we should be doing this after all. And they they decide that they actually want to stop it and they actually want to save these people. Mm-hmm. And they just feel really wrong about it. And um, – that's I'm trying to remember how many people died before that, like a couple. Right. Um, And then and then they started to kind of change their mind and they're like, well, we got to get out of here uh-huh. uh, and we got to protect the virgin at all costs. But then <laughs> we find out she's not a virgin. This wasn't this isn't her first time doing anything. And then they're like, oh, we are so screwed. Uh, and we're like, OK, well, we thought they he thought you were a virgin and he picked you for this for that reason so what the hell and she's like uh excuse me that i'm sexually active i can't help it that i'm not a virgin and she's like yelling it i'm like i wouldn't yell it that's kind of the whole point of them telling you to shut up and then the door starts going upstairs but then she decides to make a swift exit break a window and jump out the window yeah and then you see that leslie's like outside (laughs) the window because he's very fast because he did all that training. Yes. Um, and then he's like, well, okay, well, now you screwed everything up, you know. And they're like, well, the cat's out of the bag. Although, arguably, he already knew that and didn't actually care. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's like, you know, that was that one was taken care 
you know, for him. He didn't have to worry about that. And despite the crew understanding everything that was going to happen, they still, because they're human beings, fall into traps. Yeah. So they're and like all the traps he talked about. Right. So they're, he's like, oh, yeah, all the and they're even sitting around going, OK, so what do we know? They're like, well, the car is going to be sabotaged. And they're like, but not our van. And it's like, why not your van? Why not your van? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, he fucked up your van, too. Um, so they get out there and not only did he fuck up their van, but he also had killed a couple and put them in there. A couple that I didn't even remember. So that shows how much that I died cared. in the cellar. Right. But that shows how much like I cared about. Yeah, these disposable these, children. Yeah, I was just like, there's just way too many of them, and I don't know and yeah. anything about any of them. And there's like two of every kind of one instead of just one, yeah. like there is in Cabin in the Woods. So <laughs> it's like they twice as many people. They definitely didn't take the same care to develop them as, say, like the people in Slumber Party Massacre. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's just like... Or, I mean, there's so many that you could that you could name that I feel like you care about more than you yeah. care about these characters. You just don't care about them at all. Um, <laughs> so you're just like, oh, another one went. And, like, yeah, you kind of expect the stoners to go pretty quickly, and they went pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, the, but when things start to turn is when you see – they're like, okay, well, we're not going to be able to get out of here. We know the best way to get out really is like run like hell, mm-hmm. right? But Leslie's rule is that nobody leaves. Um, so so Todd on the crew decides to sacrifice himself and was like, you know, have a good summer, which was random. I was like, isn't this fall? But anyway, um, and he was just like, bye guys. And he ran over and started like antagonizing Leslie and was like, you know, didn't you say nobody should leave? Well, here I go leaving. Here I go. Come get me, <laughs> Leslie. Come get me. And and then and then now I don't remember. Did Leslie talk about like muddy ground being a trap, or was that a trap that nobody knew about? Because he seemed surprised. He was like, "What the fuck? Like, what's this on the ground?" Like, I don't remember him talking about it. But something he talked about, like the people falling down. Yeah, and so. I mean, maybe he just thought he wasn't going to, you know, but he was like, he was like, come on, chase, you know, chase me. We know you're fast and I'm slow. And, you know, like, it's only, it's only a matter of time before you're going to get me. But then I still think he thought he could get away. And then when he tripped and fell in the mud, he was like, and then he like looked at his hands and he was like, what the fuck is it? You know? Um, So I think that was, yeah. Yeah. I don't think that that was like fully discussed or that it fully sunk in with him. Um, And then he was just like trying to. It's like uh, when you when there's like a friend who turns into a werewolf and you're like, it's still me. I'm your friend. You know, it was like that yeah. stuff. It was like, Leslie, it's me. It's Todd. Dude, bro, look at me. Whatever. Like, nah, he's going to get you. Yeah. He even took his mask off and he still did the kill with like the mask off. But he was still like wearing like a rage mask. Like his face was his face, but it looked different. Yeah, he was all frowny and yeah. stuff. And he was just like, stabby, stabby, you're dead. Um, so that sucked. And then that's when it's like, okay, shit's getting real. Yeah, and then they all ended up in the barn. They, like, ran away to the barn. And they're like, well, maybe he made it. <laughs> like, maybe he didn't. Um, maybe we should go check. I'm like, that's no, a bad idea. Absolutely Stop not. saying those 
things. You're making no sense. Um, so they're like, maybe we should go check. Maybe you should stay put. And they're, they're like, well, we're right where he wants us. And they kept talking about, they're like, this is a trap. This is exactly where he wants us. And it's like, well, but we have nowhere else to go. Except they probably could have ran away, although they knew how fast he was. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're all hiding. And then there's like the cheerleader and the jock and and shit. And they're like talking about it. And she's like, oh my God, but like, what happens to me? (laughs) (laughs) Um, because they finally, you know, they're like piecing it together. Like, okay, well, the survivor girl's dead. And technically, none of us are supposed to make it out alive. We're yeah. all supposed to get picked off one by one. But then, wasn't it somebody else in the crew who figured out, Taylor, it's got to be about you, right? Yeah, it was the 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 sensitive one that has a crush on her. Yeah, yeah. So he's just like, I forgot his name. Was it Shane or was it? Oh, I don't know. I'm fearing a T name. Oh, well, there's a lot of names here. Oh. We're so Todd? terrible. Todd, Was it yeah. Todd? Yeah. Okay. We're bad Listen, with names. Sorry. I'm really good. I'm really good with faces. I'm I'm shit with names yes. all the time. Are you? No, it wasn't Todd. Todd was the one who I was just talking about. Well, Blurg. It was Doug. Doug. It was well, Doug. Doug and Todd sound very similar. Yeah, Doug and Todd. Get better names. Doug and Todd. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it was Doug. And Doug uh, was, yeah, he was, like, he was like, oh, my God, it was about you all along. You're the virgin. And 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 then she's like, oh, fuck. Like, it is like, did you not? Re- wait. <laughs> did you not know you were a virgin? Did you? Yeah, like, was that, is that confusing to you? Like, as soon as the virgin died, you should have been like, oh. Well, it is a social construct, so maybe that's just not like the way her brain thinks. And maybe, maybe she, maybe there were some loopholes. Yeah, maybe she involved. is a horseback rider. So that's yeah. Like, yeah. are they talking about like virgin in like the strictest sense? Or are they talking about like hymen breaching? I don't know. It's all very. <laughs> Or, well, you know, it's like, well, that's what I really, that's one thing I really like about the Cabin in the Woods is that they were like, well, we give, we do what we can. We do the best we can. Work with what we got. Yeah. Like it's, uh, you know, it's not like a volcano thing anymore. We just got to, we, yeah, we do the best we can do. Yeah. (laughs) And I love that. Like, I think that's just so much more realistic. So. I really appreciate that. And I think that that would have worked fine here too, but it made the twist better, of course, because it's like, oh, you're the virgin. Um, So then she realizes, well, I'm the only one who really has a shot of getting out of here alive. Um, So I've got to try, you know, but, you know, it's like she realizes that everybody else is going to die and like the jock and cheerleader die in the barn. Um, And then, and then, yeah, Doug is like, but I love her. Don't, you know, like, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta go through me to get to her. And he's like, okay, you know, yeah. <laughs> boom, head. Um, And, oh, and right before that, I keep forgetting about Doc, but right before that, Doc Halloran comes to try to save them, but Doug whacks him in the head with a shovel. Yeah. So that was bad. Um. And they flip them over and they're like, ah, crap, (laughs) you know, hey, doc. Um, And so there's no help there. Um, 
But yeah, so really, you're not sure what's happening with Doc. You're not sure exactly what happened with Doug. Like, they're at least knocked out, if not gone. Mm-hmm. And then um, Taylor's running away. And that's when she finds the body. Like, he described, like, okay, the survivor girl's going to open this door. The body's going to fall out. She's going to see it. And it's Todd. And she's Poor like, Todd. Oh, sorry, sorry, Todd. Yeah. And she's in the room that's, like, only supposed to be for her to find and discover. And that's – and the one thing I forgot to mention early on is that's when she grabs the heavy object that he describes where he's like, she gets saved by cock, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, listen, <laughs> it's just the way it goes. I, I, you know, I can't – this is just the way things are. So I can't change that. It's just the way it plays out. Um, you know, it's like she grabs a big heavy object to – to you know take on this phallus shaped object yeah to take on the to take on the the baddie yes and so we see that happening and um she grabs an axe and she's like ready to finish the job and we also when he's like setting everything up they're in they're in like this like by the cider press you know and and he's like someone's gonna get very hurt by this you know tonight Mm. that's what's gonna happen and um that's kind of where they have their final showdown and she ends up trapping him in it and and you know getting away that way by like putting his head in a vice and he was like you hear him like as he's getting squeezed you know he's like taylor and he's like i knew you were the one yeah and i was like let him go let him go and then i was like no i'm not supposed to be rooting for that um stop it you're not in your 20s anymore (laughs) (laughs) you can change him you can change him i was like shut up sammy let her kill him and so she's like sobbing and gas everywhere sets fire oh god you know this is so terrible um and it's done and it's done and Doc Halloran comes back up and so does Doug and wow, there's more survivors than you usually have. So you did a good job with Until Dawn. Good job. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> Unlike you, you me. One. Yeah. Or me. I only had two at the end. Oh, that's so great. That's I sad. almost had five. I almost had five. I was so close. I um, need to play through again now that I know that the last clues behind that fucking waterfall. <laughs> I was just so sad. I I turned on the lights at the last second like a moron and killed three people. Um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, uh, spoilers. <laughs> Sorry if you haven't played until dawn. Yeah. Uh, but I I think it ends differently depending on how you play it. it. I don't know. I've only played it once. And forget what I said about the last clue being behind that waterfall. Yeah, everybody, you heard nothing. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna men in black. Uh, memory erase you right now <laughs> you have no idea what happened um okay so that's how it ends it's nice uh but of course they have to show some kind of like resurrection at the end and yeah. that was something that i really i i liked the slow burn at the end where they've got the closing credits you know we've got talking heads playing mm, and such a perfect and, song i know but i mean i will say i've been part of uh, productions uh, featuring sil- serial killers that have closed with that song before. Yeah, so have <laughs> um, I. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I think I know which one you were a part of, and I think you know which one I was a part oh, of. Oh yeah, um, 
we don't speak <laughs> that name anymore. No, we do not. It is a, it is cursed. Um, but uh, it is a great song, and and it was so great because I'm like, okay, when's he gonna get up? You know, and I I like that it took like kind of forever for him to like get up from the table, yeah, all scorched and stuff. It was really cool. So I really liked the way it ended. And I, of course, you have to leave the door open for a sequel or a prequel or whatnot, because that's how these things work. Yes. So I thought it was very good. Um, and we talked for almost as long as the movie was. So I know. <laughs> Think um, about how I- much we wouldn't have been talking if we hadn't gone off on sweaters. And yeah, yeah, it's important. That's, and- that's the way this show goes. That's the way the show goes. And oh my, I was like sitting on my legs. So sorry if you all heard me adjust, but I was like, my legs are falling asleep. I oh need no. to not sit on my, being a short person, I have not been able to find like a chair that is comfy because my legs are always dangling because I'm under five feet tall and life isn't fair. Um, <laughs> so I'm just like, I either dangle or I, or I sit on my legs. Yes. And then at some point I'm going to have to adjust and it's going to sound loud. Mm-hmm. I spent, I'm actually – Oh, go oh, ahead. Go ahead. Go, no, I go spent ahead. the last two minutes uh, battling my cat and I was trying to do it as silently as possible because like he climbed – because like, the laptop's on the arm of the couch and the microphone's on my baby belly. Mm-hmm. And um, he climbed up onto the side like taking up – this little bit of real estate that wasn't taken up by the laptop. And then he decided he wanted to get down from the couch, but was convinced that the only path was over the laptop. Sure. And so I spent like two minutes like, no, try going this way. Try going this way, like course correcting him. And I finally won. But now he's like standing um, on the floor. He's like standing on the floor, just like giving me the most intense mean mug I've ever seen. Oh. <laughs> Cats Aww. do not like to be course corrected. No, and you know, and dogs don't understand why you're busy. Yeah. That's always the hard thing. Like, my dog gets so pissed off when I'm on my computer. Like, he'll be like, I think, I think you should only be on your computer from these hours. Yes. And if you're on your computer outside of these hours, especially if it's a weekend, I'm gonna say, What the fuck are you doing? You need to get off of there because we need to cuddle. So I can't cuddle you while you're on your computer, lady, because you're at a desk. That's stupid. Um, you so need that's, to listen to Walter. He's very wise. He's just telling you you work too hard. <laughs> I work too hard. Um, that's an old one. Um, I was that actually was I was. Part. Thank you. <laughs> I put you on the street. Um, <laughs> For years, I wanted to dress as Pearl for Halloween <laughs> and just and just go around and go, I want my money. Like, I can't believe she's a teenager now. Can I have four beers? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one year I will do it. I don't know. I, I've i always wanted to go as Pearl because I just thought it would be the, the greatest costume. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, if if you're uh, not old like us, you should look up the landlord and uh, baby cop. <laughs> um, look up, and that was Adam McKay's kid, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So look up the landlord. Look up Pearl. It's just great. That stuff's great. And I love, they're like, we fully took advantage of that period of time where your kid will copy everything you say but not remember it. 
and this is what we got. And I'm like, that's genius. <laughs> You're perfect parents, and I love it. <laughs> love everything you did. That's so smart. Um, I, I really did like the way that this movie was put together, and I was wondering what else this guy has directed. Uh-huh. Scott Glosserman, not a lot. Um, he did a he did a documentary about Wikipedia. Oh, yeah, um, which might actually be interesting. Um, it's it said truth and numbers, everything according to Wikipedia. That was the name of the film, exploring the history and cultural implications of the online editable encyclopedia Wikipedia. So the question is whether all individuals or just experts should be tasked with editing an encyclopedia. So I think that would be really interesting because I'm very pro Wikipedia um, and I always fought academics who were against Wikipedia. Um, But, you know, there's like, I mean, obviously there's just like wicked gatekeeping in academia to begin with. And the idea that if you're not an expert in something, you can't know something is just like ridiculous to me. It just makes no sense. And I hate people who think like that. And, um, so that I be interesting. I don't know where we can watch it, but uh, he did he did a he did a movie about that. So That's really awesome. Yeah, um, he he also produced a movie that I, I don't even want to say the title of, so I won't because um, it just sounds weird. Uh, and then he did a thriller teen television film called The Truth Below oh. in 2011. That sounds lifetime. It's uh, Canadian. Oh. And uh, a thriller. And it was distributed by MTV Networks. And uh, yeah. And it's about um, college college students. And I don't know what else. I don't want to read too much of it in case I ever watch it. (laughs) But the truth below. Ooh. Yes. Uh, very bad things are going to happen down here, is what it says on the poster. <laughs> well, dang. <laughs> so look out. Um, what are we watching next? What's what's the next? Uh, we haven't off? picked the theme, but I'm thinking maybe because we're getting so close to Halloween, did we want to do horror anthology? We can totally do horror anthologies. Okay. Are you thinking like? Halloween or what are you thinking? Uh or what did you have in mind? Well, we can talk about it. Yeah, cuz there's some great ones. There's the tri- there's Trick or Treat, which is like my favorite go-to <gasps> Halloween movie anthology. There's Body Bags. There's there's a lot to pick from. There's of course uh Creep Show. So you're thinking like not as traditional. Yeah. Something a little off the beaten path. All right. Okay. Cool. Oh, another idea I would have around Halloween if we could, because I want to rewatch Coraline. <laughs> would would be fun to um, do like a, I mean I, I don't know if we want to do like a Henry Selleck double feature or something like that, or um, or just like you know kids or kid friendly horror movies or yeah. something like that it might be kind of fun. Coraline's always like way up on my list. Yeah, that's a great, great, great film. Yeah, and uh, my boyfriend hasn't seen it yet. So, and I was like, can we start watching scary movies? I I think we might want, not tonight because they're the Packer game, but sometime really soon we're going to watch It Chapter 2 together because he's seen the first one and he really liked it. And I 
told him that we have to watch the second one and he's got to deal with me crying. What an emotional. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, you're going to have to put up with me crying. And he was like, okay. Yeah. I was like, but it's long. It's an investment. It's it is long an investment. Game. Yeah, it's, I was like, he's like, is it three hours? I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's good. It is really good. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, cool. We'll we'll uh, we'll we'll come back at you all soon with Halloween oriented picks. Yes, and it's gonna be fun. And uh, until then, hey. Um, be safe. Yes, be and safe. And don't go outside don't. because there's boogeymen out there and they're called virus viruses. And uh <laughs> and if you must go outside, wear a very fashionable mask. Mm-hmm. Or a non-fashionable one, like no, we're not gonna judge you, just mask up. Yeah, I'm about to I think I'm gonna order this is actually kind of fashionable, but I was like measuring my face because it's like a very specifically sized mask and I want to make sure I get the right size. <laughs> um, and I was like me- measuring with like a piece of paper, you know, to use with a ruler. Like, and I was like using an old check and I'm like, this is weird looking. Um, <laughs> but uh, the mask says, don't be stupid, stupid on it. And I'm like, I want that mask. <laughs> I think Nick got me because uh, he said he has pulled off the wait list for um, – the De- for this Degrassi mask. <gasps> and it says, whatever oh. it takes, I know I can make it through. Uh, if I hold up, if I, I do. <laughs> be the best. Um, okay, we're going to do some Degrassi uh, recording at some point because we have to. Um, for sure. Uh, but yeah, be safe. Wear a mask. Uh, uh, avoid super spreader events. Yes, please, please, please. Please, for the love of Pete, avoid super spreader events. You don't need to be anywhere with mm-hmm. a lot of people. Be like me. Uh, I'm antisocial, and it works out pretty well for me. Yes. <laughs> and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Right. Bye. Bye.